Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. And I'm Chris. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, The Sandman today, a uh, new episode, a uh, new series on Netflix uh, that I think all of us have seen. Um, and uh, But before we get into that, I wanted to briefly talk about a uh, new game store for those of you that uh, are in Lincoln or even in the Omaha area. Uh, it is down in Lincoln in the Haymarket area, and um, got to go down there yesterday with a friend of the show, uh, Benito um, Garcia, and another friend of ours, Ben, and uh, went down there uh, to play some games, check out the game store, and uh, oh, I think Linda, yeah, welcome to Mana Games. Here's uh, what it looks like going in. It's kind of in one of the old uh, warehouses down there in the Haymarket district, and um when you go in, uh, this is kind of a long shot uh, looking uh, for the store. So they've got an upper area there with a barista. You can get all kinds of coffees and teas and drinks. And then they've got like uh, sandwiches. Uh, they got a breakfast sandwich and some other types of sandwiches. Um, and you can pretty much well, go we've in. got a bit of a problem here. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? The sandwiches? No, the screen is messed up okay no it went did it again what's going on well what's what's, up yeah it's just showing the image it's just showing the image it's just overlaying it i'm just doing an overlay instead of good yeah no so that's normal all right uh, I mean, I know you want people to see your face all the time, Seth, but (laughs) breaks for that intensity. Yeah, right. Uh, and then uh, this is the actual gaming area. So it was kind of fun. We paid, it was like $5 wow. a person. Nice and, tables. Uh, yeah, yeah they have a lot of gaming tables for. Yeah, those are, those look like your gaming tables. Yeah, though. they're they're very Wormwood esque uh, gaming wow. tables. I'm not sure where they got them, but essentially you go in and it's $5 per person for the day. And um, basically they'll give you a sign. You put it on the table and that's your reserved table for the day. And you can come and go as you wish. Uh, and come in in the morning, get a table reserved, uh, play a few games, head out, go get some lunch, go see, you know, look around the hay market, and then come back later in the afternoon. Your table's still there reserved, and you can pick up playing right where you left off. Um, and uh, so uh, it was a good time there. You can see how it works. $5 per day per person and uh, stay all day. Um, and they just don't want any outside food or drink in there, which makes. Oh, sense. I was going to ask. That. I was going to ask. Can you bring your own uh, food? But what yeah. about snacks like candy bars and stuff? Can you bring those? Uh, they have they have candy bars and stuff there mm. um, for purchase. Um, you know, okay. peanut M and M's, all kinds of good stuff like that. Um, and uh, hold on, I got one more. Wow, I wonder there. how they keep their boards clean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it was. Uh, it's a nice place. Let me bring up this last picture here, and you can see. Hold on, 
There we go. That seems like a good deal for five dollars yeah. per table. I hope they make it. Yeah, yeah, five dollars per person per table for the day, and uh, no reservations required, at least currently. Um, wow. And I don't know if uh, so. It was a Saturday, uh, a Husker game day, so oh, that's why they might not have been as busy as <laughs> yeah. they would normally be on a Saturday because the Haymarket was full of Husker revelers. So, um, <laughs> you know, maybe we just picked a good day to get down there and get a table, but. Went down there and uh, we played a couple of games of um, Magic the Gathering, which was fun. Um, had a good time. That was great. Uh, so, oh, yeah. So, I'd say if uh, those of you down in Lincoln haven't visited yet, you should check it out. It's a very, very cool place to go play games. That's pretty cool. And um, we'll it's probably, uh, yeah, we'll probably uh, check it out again at some point. Um, Benito was saying afterwards we uh, we should probably go down and check out um Spielbound downtown. So actually, Linda and I have never been there. Have you guys been there? Oh, really? Yes. Never been to Spielbound. Wow. No. God, you went to Lincoln first. Wow. Before you went to Spielbound. I know. Can you believe it? It was a free ride. (laughs) I was actually going to bring up Spielbound. Uh, So to address your point that you were kind of worried about the five dollar table price, Jenna, Spielbound's been doing five dollars for a day pass since they opened. So, but do you keep your table? in one spot what do you mean like the whole day no one touches it i mean well, bill says that you put your reservation it. and they keep their table all day yeah they gave us a little yeah. sign that said on the table said reserve for yeah spielbound might or might not do that i don't know i've never yeah, I, knew, I thought spielbound did do that because i've they been do the they the rooms. Yeah, they do do the rooms that way. Table-wise, I've seen where they, at least when they first opened, they had reservation things they would stick on the table. So right. um, that's a good I question, just, though, whether they still do that. But Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Like, that was be able nice. to get up and go, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. But at least there's still a cafe, so people could want to walk in and still just support them that way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had, oh, God, they must have had, like, it seems like thousands of games to pick from there um to play and the other nice thing was is that they had uh signs up um around there um for the number of people uh in your party so let's say you're just a solo person going down there and you don't have anybody to play with but you want to go down and play a game or something well they've got you know one player and then they've got a list of games that they have that one player could play, or if you got two, three, four, mm. five, six, and they've got all these different games listed, that's perfect for that number of players, which was kind of cool. Cause right. a lot of times you go there and you're like, okay, well, we got three people. What would be a good game? And you're, you, you might be kind of awed by this selection of games and trying to, you know, spend an hour just figuring out what game you want to play. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And that's just, that's just one small corner of all the games they have. So it's uh, quite extensive. Yeah, looks like Seth's library. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to get you down to Spielbound and uh, yeah, have you you tell us how they compare. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to do that. So, all right, well, uh, should we get into Sandman? Sure. So, um, let's see. Sand always gets in everywhere. It's It's everywhere. So, uh, first of all, has everybody seen it? Yes. 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 All right. Well, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Blah, 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 blah. Chris. Decline. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Decline, huh? Let's we'll start with well, Seth. I we, should, Chris... we should give a synopsis of it 
quickly, but I All shouldn't right. give it because my tone is not going to be the best. Yeah. All right. Well, who wants to give it? Jenna? Uh, give me? Or uh, Seth? Jenna? Or I can. Uh, I think it's your turn to give the summary, Seth. I, I think you might be right. All right, so Sandman is a graphic novel by Neil Gaiman, uh, I think originally published by Vertigo, but later acquired by DC. And it is about uh, Morpheus, Dream of the Endless. Uh, he is uh, one of the six... In I can't remember exactly. They call them like Eternals or something? The endless, yeah, I think. The endless, the yeah. endless, but it's basically dream, desire, death, despair, uh, despair, and two other Ds that I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, they're each basically the incarnate, the the physical anthropomorphic incarnation of whatever they're named after. So, dream is the king of dreams. And the dream realm, he is all the dreams that everyone has. And without any one of these different endless, reality itself kind of crumbles. But uh, the story itself is that while he is attending to... While he's attending to one of his uh, errands on the mortal plane, he gets summoned by accident and bound and trapped hmm. and he is trapped by this summoner who he, he the summoner basically wants him to fulfill some wish or something he takes he, the summoner was initially trying to summon death right yeah 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 and by mistake ended up with dream yeah you know so many d words it's hard sometimes <laughs> yeah 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 uh, but he gets summoned, trapped, and the magician removes his three uh, offices, or I, I can't remember the exact terminology for them. Katie would yell at me. Uh, but basically uh, his signature items that in which he's invested a lot of his power. His yeah, his helm. helm. Yeah, his helm that looks like a creepy gas mask. Uh, a ruby in which he has invested with much of his powers mm -hmm. and a bat the signature bag of sand and uh so he had eventually he is released and oh, but it's been almost a hundred years since he was captured and so in that time it's wreaked havoc on the mortal world there's been a sleeping sickness where People have fallen asleep and have just never waken up the instant he was captured. And that's been continuing the whole time he's been gone. Uh, and other people that can't sleep. Yeah, other mm -hmm. people can't sleep. Uh, there's been a few nightmares that have been going ham on the mortal world, more <laughs> or less. And his own realm, the dream realm, has completely fallen into disrepair. And so... Uh, the first season of the show, he has to reclaim his three artifacts and kind of set his realm right again. And then later on in the show, he has to deal or 
the last half of the show kind of is uh, handling him handling something called a dream vortex. Which is so, a person. Yeah. Manifest is a person. But yeah. Yeah. Try, yeah. I, I'm trying to give us a, a yep. succinct synopsis without spoiling things. So. Yes. Well, there's spoilers. So. <laughs> We're going to have to get into spoilers to really start talking about this. Right. Yeah. So from this point on, you know, imaginary spoiler. Throw that up on the Bill, Bill's got it, warning screen. There will Bill's be spoilers. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, um, so I, I like the series overall. I thought it was pretty good. Um, the, uh, the 11th show, which I guess season or episode 10 was the season finale, but then they did an episode 11, which was actually two different shows. Dumb. Um, one was an anime. Thank you. What's that? That was stupid. (laughs) Yes. That was stupid. The cats and, Cali- Calliope or something. I don't know how to say it. Calliope. Calliope. Calliope sorry. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Calliope. Um, and uh, so the Calliope one wasn't too bad. The uh, Dream of a Thousand Cats was a little odd. Could have gone I mean, without. Oh, I like that one. Come on. I mean, it was it, okay. It was okay as a as a animated story i guess but it could I have been left see... as an extra on on the netflix things like it like, was uh, an extra it was it was set as a whole an entire episode yeah, it could, I know. should have just literally been an one extra. of those extras that you go right. into and you click into to see a short story side right right it, it was a bonus episode it should have been a bonus was... scene <laughs> left to that right seth just enjoyed the fact that you knew the kitten at the end was dreaming of tossing a human up in the air and eating it yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty comical, actually. But the yeah. whole the whole point of the episode was cats want to murder us all, and <laughs> or at one point had been just like gleefully murdering us all, and they wanted uh, to go back to murdering us again. That's just because it confirmed your suspicion, Seth. You love cats, and you have four of them. This deep down, <laughs> you you suspect they're going to kill you in your sleep. So, Bill, hey, you- not every man gets to know how he's going to die. Aside from the 11th episode, what else? Is there anything else about the way the episodes were done that you had any issues with? Um, not that I can think of at the moment. Um, uh, you know, I thought the only thing that I think kind of bothered me was that the Sandman himself is so dark and emotionless really yeah um and i thought he would have been better played as a more you know jovial kind of a carefree guy yeah (laughs) no 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 (laughs) no 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 i i I thought what his character as it was uh i actually thought the person playing the sandman did well what what I think, though, is he played into something people were going to like or not going to like about maybe the pacing of the show. Um, they 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 allude to they allude to it a little bit in in how he acts and his mannerisms and stuff uh, in the show that that's just who he is and he's working on changing. You get glimpse that he could possibly change more in the future, 
because you know he's been gone for a hundred years and he mm-hmm. came back and one of the you know the character development arcs if you will was him having to learn to understand that he can't just come back after a hundred years and expect everything to just kind of fall back in in place and be what right. he as it was um they they went on and built a world if you will or a life without him and that's just kind of how they've learned to operate um i i i thought he was fine um but fine is about all i could put there he was he's a very dreamy character um and and on that note i feel like the way dreamy not in, as in a in a sexual fashion right yes correct bill thank you for clarifying <laughs> that um he the way the series was put together felt very much like like a dream journal right and and by that i mean most of us when we when we dream we really can't remember what happened in it we might get glimpses short term but long term they're forgetful right sure sandman was very much like a dream it is short term you kind of grasp some things that are going on um and as much effort and time as was claimed to put in there they built beautiful worlds sure they they did some really great things with that but i feel like that's where the effort went and when it came down to the storyline it was like someone uh maybe dreamed up you know the storyline for the sandman yes it's based on comics but but follow me here and they kind of jotted down what they could remember and that was an episode and they continued doing that for every episode which meant most of them were pretty much forgettable um, you know, the way the season started, you know, with him having to gather up uh, his missing pieces of his power, um, that was easily forgettable. Then they brought in, you know, Constantine briefly there, and that was kind of easily forgettable. And there was a lot of different characters they were introducing that were in this in this world that were all easily forgettable. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and because of that, it just felt like, you know, when you get to the end of the season, I'll call episode 10 the end because 11 was garbage. Uh, when you get to 10, which ended the way that it should have probably, um, when you go back and you think about it, there's nothing really coherent uh, that you could put together except for maybe a couple of the arcs. And and so it was, they couldn't make up their their mind to me whether they were going to do standalone episodes or have an overarching storyline to tell for the whole season. And again, it was just kind of put together in a, in a bunch of series of stories. And I get that's, that's, you know, I've not read the comics, but that's kind of where the comics go from. It's a pretty big world that you can have in there. But, you know, when it was adapted to the screen, it wasn't done very well. Visually, it was stunning. It was great. Right. Storyline-wise, I thought was was just total garbage. So I'm going to tell you that it was adapted for the screen perfectly well. Which so, tells me that the comic is garbage. So the the comic that was written by Neil fucking Gaiman. Sorry, that the the fucking has to be in the name. No, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It's It's part of his name. His legal name now. (laughs) Uh, I've seen that several places. It's a Neil fucking Gaiman. Gaiman. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so. Yeah, you're saying the comic that is loved by millions upon millions of people, written by Neil Gaiman, master storyteller, and one of the biggest authors today, is crap because you didn't like it. Yeah, so that's my opinion. Yeah, your your opinion. Uh, that's fair. Uh, but uh, as to it being adapted perfectly for the screen, uh, each. 
episode corresponds to a, a, an issue. And the the first season is kind of the first big or the first graphic novel, you know, the first kind of collection of stories. How how long has that graphic novel been out? Since uh, the I, 80s? Yeah, since the 80s. Oh, so there's a lot of material there. Yeah. Uh, and it is very Neil Gaiman. Okay. So, uh, Chris, have you ha- have you read or watched any other Neil Gaiman movies? His movies or his series? Because the other one was like Lucifer, right? And uh, no. And then there's Lock and Key. So, no. Uh, Lock and Key is actually Stephen King's son. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, Starlight and was one of Neil Luc- movies. Starlight was the other one? Yeah, Starlight, yeah. that's one of his. Uh, Lucifer is actually DC Comics after they acquired the Lucifer character from Vertigo Comics along with Dream, and they integrated those characters into DC. Okay. So the Lucifer we see here is a different, well, is the same, but also a different Lucifer. They did a gender bend, right? Not really like so it's one of those things that happens when a different company acquires a character and they'll be like okay but we're gonna take this and maybe turn it a little so this is kind of the first time we're seeing this lucifer character in the story and then dc went and did uh did some different things with him so Mm. i mean that was a disconnect for me but lucifer was this way in sandman so yeah. I mean, I here's it would have it would have been a really cool it would have been really cool if they would have had uh Lucifer being played by the guy who did it in the show. Yeah. But I mean Gwendolyn Christie and uh the other Lucifer like play the character fundamentally different ways because they're represented fundamentally different in these different books. So I don't know how I'd feel about him uh, turning the screws on uh, Dream quite or Dream like that. That would be interesting. It would have been a cool fan moment, but I don't know if he would have done better than Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, this is a very Neil Gaiman story. He likes uh, he likes to do stuff like this that doesn't fit quite within uh, current genre standards. So this was a really kind of when he wrote this, this was definitely not what a lot of comics were. This was a departure from the superhero, the mainline superhero stuff that had been going on since the '40s. As the different companies bought and reacquired each other and made started making their comics universes. So this is very different. And it is a very Neil Gaiman story. Like if you've ever read Neverwhere or American Gods or uh, those sorts of show, uh, books or shows. His... Go ahead, uh, Or Jenna. I understand where Chris is coming from. I don't think the story was and the characters was as strong as some of the other work we've seen for Neil Gaiman's characters. Um, And it is dreamlike. I like that comparison. Now, I wouldn't say it goes far to say it's just shit, but 
I I can understand where Chris could say because it's weak, it just didn't do it for him. Like I, I the the care like you never get understanding why why would he invest his power into these to these uh, items at all? Like why does he need them? It did, like that were so easily taken that. away as well. But right, yeah, yeah and that was um, that was my question too. I mean, that, for a guy who's who hangs around with ravens quite a bit, it does make sense for him to make something that's very shiny for them to focus on. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and then like with the Dream Vortex, um, it it was an easy ending. So everyone lives and it's happy. I mean, obviously the grandmother yeah. didn't live, but she I was mean, old. it just felt like, yeah, it, it felt like a really easy <laughs> ending. Once again, this is a very this is very much Neil Gaiman. Like he, it's almost fairy tale like. Yeah, and and that's and I get that, and that's okay. I think. But what I why did they make the Sandman so dark and glum, and yet we all know Brianna of Tarth from uh, Game of Thrones. She played like a playfully little devil. I mean, it was as death. That wasn't creepy at all. <laughs> like that is kind of in for the Lucifer character is a little bit playful. Uh, let me show you what uh, Dream looks like in the comics, if I can share my screen here. I hope you have better. Which luck I thought was pretty. Moment. I thought I thought what they did for Dream and the person playing him, from what I went back and looked at to see how it was depicted in the comics, was pretty good. So yeah, like, this is what Dream looks like in the comics. Yeah. Huh. So like they did a very good job yeah. of uh of re almost recreating in some parts of the show the comic scene for scene, like panels recreated exactly the way they are. Huh. Uh, the I mean surprising unsurprisingly, not surprising me at all is that several people are angry at some of their casting choices, but not for Linda's reason. Because <laughs> Death was, as you know, played in this by a black girl, but she is norm or a black actor, actor and normally in the comic, it, it, she's like presented as a pale, like, goth girl. Hmm. Death, death in this reminded me of the same Death uh, played by another black actress late in the Supernatural series. Mm. Um, wasn't very much different uh, from oh, that right. uh, for me. Um, so there was a, you know, if anything, they were they were borrowing uh, another version of Death to use here. I thought it worked fine. But yeah, to, to Seth's point, if you go back and look at the comics, that was one where they departed and, and went another direction with. So uh, why? Because they can. I, I couldn't nitpick at that. There were just some characters in here, like like uh, Lucifer, um, reminded me of uh, Gabriel from the Constantine movie. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So uh, there were glimpses of things that I didn't think were um, as original as they could have been. But um, you know, if there's if there's any fault. Um, to be found, I don't think it was with with Dream. 
I just that if if the highlight for me was Dream and who was playing Dream, it was just how everything else kind of went down. Um, the other story I liked the best, real quick, out of all of them, was the uh, the man that Dream was meeting every hundred years at the bar. Yeah, yeah. that was neat. that was that that was where the series started to turn around a little bit for me. Um, and uh, that was probably my favorite part, especially in 1989 when they played the song "She Drives Me Crazy." Um, <laughs> I love that song, so that was like a redempt, a little bit of a redeeming point for me <laughs> on the series. But uh, anyways, Jenna, go ahead. I think we're in a weird crossroads for fantasy because Game of Thrones brought brutal fantasy that's supposedly more realistic to the mainstream and made it entertaining. And then there mm -hmm. are people who still enjoy the more fairy tale, soft fantasy, like Starlight, that has a ha that has a good happy ending. And so I think what you have with Dream is, or the the Sandman, you have dark themes, but the the fairy you're allowed mm -hmm. to have the happy ending, and some people are struggling with that. And and I don't think. And I think part of that, though, is, too, that some of the writing they could have tweaked to be a little bit better to give more background, um, to give deeper connections so that it just wasn't a surface and that opportunity was missed. So I think some people who are who like some of the dark things and expect more a harder, maybe more uncomfortable ending are like, oh, I didn't get that. So I'm disappointed. And then maybe some people who do just enjoy fairy tales as they are uh, just really enjoyed it. And they're like, hey, this is awesome. I do like his snorkel blap there. <laughs> the helm. What's he the need? Why does he need a helm? I don't know. Like, yeah. That... I, I need to read more of the comics. Yeah. I, I'm, there might, there's probably lore for each of those things that I don't know. Ver uh, the the uh, Neil Gaiman uh, side of DC is not one that I'm very well versed in. Okay. Uh, one one question, Seth. Did they okay. cover yeah. why the Corinthian was like Dick Tracy? Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Why he was the way he was? He's like Dick Tracy or... almost in, 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 in how he dresses in some of yeah. the scenes and whatnot. And when I went... And looked into it like he literally resembles a lot of uh, like Dick Tracy's look and feel down to the tie even, and I thought that was again there there are cor there are correlations to other characters and other things that I just thought were interesting. I, the all I can say is that it, the dreaming there. <laughs> uh, all I can say is that it's very Neil Gaiman to make one of the series big or the season's big monsters basically a normal look a normal ish looking white guy who's really the scariest thing in the room mm -hmm. i mean those those eye teeth come on yeah yeah okay so i will say uh yeah aside from dream the Corinthian is probably my second if not favorite uh character in the in the series i thought he did played a really good he was a pretty uh, decent villain, villain. Yeah, he was yeah. Really I thought he player. was. I thought for sure he was dead when the uh, amulet of protection took him out, but then we see him remanifest in the dream world, and maybe that's because you can't really ever get rid of nightmares. I don't know. So I think maybe one of the reasons I really like this story is, or like Sandman or this series, 
is because I really like the don't step on Superman's cape kind of stories. Yeah. Where you don't mess with certain beings or you will, like, sooner or later it comes back at you. It's kind of, it is kind of fairy tale in that, you know, like, don't mess with the Fae. Don't do this. Uh, You leave the Endless alone because in... In universe, they are above gods, and like there was never going to be a good ending for like this sorcerer's family after they did this, right? And I I just like those stories where it's something really big, and then the mortals are messing with it, and then they find they they fuck around and they find out. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of was expecting the Sandman to uh, run into the uh, soul of Roderick Burgess, who had him trapped for a hundred years when he visited Hell. I thought that would have been kind of an appropriate thing to see him paying the penalty in some fashion for what he'd done. But I think, like <laughs> the once once he's dead, he's probably just Dream doesn't notice him. I mean, it's it's kind of like a an ant that bites you. Yeah. If it gets away, you're not going to spend a lot of time hunting it because it's going to die in two seconds. Right. right. Of your relative time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. But in hell, a soul would be there for all eternity, right? So at least he could go have kind of a last laugh. But he wouldn't even care. I like, suppose. He, he he's got bigger fish to fry, and the fish are the the continuity of the mortal world. Yeah, rebuilding his own realm. Yeah, I mean, he he's already being attended to in hell. <laughs> Good point. And for those watching that wondering, uh, Jenna had a hard stop um, half hour in, so uh, she had to run on to her next engagement today. A very busy mama. So, um, well, okay. So, any final thoughts on the Sandman before we uh, wrap up the show here today? I liked it, uh, except for episode eleven, which, uh, like Chris said, would have been better as extras. Yeah, like that's what I that see with episode eleven. Like that's what you get in comics. You get yeah. the. They, Which is why do, I don't read comics. But they'll go and they'll do the main story, and then often, like especially with authors like Neil Gaiman or Brandon Sanderson, they'll do a couple little vignettes, basically, at the end of the main storyline before the next storyline starts. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, the the stories were okay. I just, I, I was kind of fighting with it as i'm watching it trying to figure out how in the hell does this fit into what i've already seen yeah that's what yeah and so if i'm I'd sitting there trying it, to figure out what do i even bother finishing this right. like what's the point I'm of like, it what is the why did we go to an animated <laughs> cat story what in the fuck does it have to do with the regular show and it, 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 once again it's kind of establishing dream as that bigger than big presence though because yeah. you, you've got the mortal characters and then dream as like the kind of kind of the almost superman character who like the normal people you've got a story about the normal people but superman's flying overhead 
You're not going to sell it to me. Sorry. Uh, that's fine. It's like somebody threw a Sabo into my clockwork brain and it just. Well, it's just, it's just, yeah, we're uh, used okay, to certain... now hold on, hold on. I now want to talk about what Bill's brain is actually oh, made no. out of. <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, so for me, for me, uh, the, the Sandman had characters with promise. Um, the way it was put together, I don't think, uh, Regardless of what works for comics, I think there's certain things that don't work uh, for screens when you're when you're doing a series, and I think that's where you can have uh, you should take liberties with it and and find a way to build something that's a bit more cohesive. Um, but if you don't, that's that's fine. But doing things like episode eleven, which should have been you know extras, and you know trying to find a, a multi-directional arc to go with the series, uh, I don't think that that works long term and i think they'll find more people fighting against that uh just because you know it's because they won't like it i I think i've seen plenty out there where you know regardless of whether people like the comics there's plenty of people out there also that didn't enjoy it uh like myself and it's not to say that there's not promise there um I, i think there is i think some of the casting they did was phenomenal but how it was put together it to in my opinion uh shouldn't have been done maybe how the comics are done yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, separating it out as bonus material would have made it a lot clearer. And I think then I would have gotten into it and said, okay, this is bonus material. It doesn't really necessarily impact the regular story. It's just sort of added content for my amusement. I mean, yeah. it was a bonus episode. So. But bonus doesn't belong as episode 11. Belongs as right. extra. It right. says it belongs so as... All, all you want is for them to put an EX. It's the extra scenes the... in the DVD, Seth. It's not at the <laughs> end of the movie yes, after the credits. They don't credits. have extra scenes on the DVD. Sure they oh, do. Okay. They have... They have. Well, you don't need extra scenes on the DVD, but they have episodes and then they have like trailers and more stuff. Right. Right. So all you wanted was an EX next to it instead of being episode 11? Yes. yes. And then you're happy? The difference. That's yes. continuity. And that's, that's the thing is, it's not that hard to do. Everyone yeah. else does it. But they didn't because it's the way it was done in the comics. And to my point, that rubs people the wrong way. Uh, right. As you well, can see. On the other hand, like they could have done it like uh, Amazon did it with their extra content. For and it would have been like, preferable to bury it. No. <laughs> no. Better right. off not found. It's there. Right. It's there for those it's that there. really want it. But right. better Sorry, off no. not found. No. <laughs> All right then. Fundamentally disagree with you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for watching. We hope you like this uh our uh, recap and uh, our take on the Sandman series. If you haven't uh, seen it, it's it's pretty good. The uh the cinematography and the visuals are excellent, I excellent. think. And uh the oh, acting is really good. The stories are good. Um, even uh, the stories in episode 11, which should have been a bonus, are good. Um, so I encourage you to watch it all. Um, and uh, I think uh, we'll wrap it there. Next time, uh, join us. We're going to have sort of initial takes on uh, what we're seeing in uh, Rings of Power and House of Dragons. And Seth, you look like you were going to say something. Yeah, no. I encourage people to go and get the graphic novel and read it. All right. All right. And then let us know. Do you think episode 11 would have been better as a bonus? Oh, no. Down below, let us know. Right. Right. Help settle this debate and show Seth he's wrong.
Oh. <laughs> if such a thing were possible. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all. We will see you all next time. Until then, take care. And we're almost out. Where are we? Here we are. We're still recording. We're still recording. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.